Hey. Bonjour. Hi. Ciao. Hola. Okay. Thanks for joining us for You Sow What You Hope to Reap. We are glad you're here for this mini episode. Heck yes, we are. <laughs> um, so Jen's there. Beautiful, beautiful Jen. She's right there. Elaine is there. Comfortable Elena. Oh. Gives the best 20 second hugs. <laughs> uh, so today, again, mini episode we're not talking about any chapters mm -hmm. but it's been mulling around in my brain about fight flight or freeze mm -hmm. and some real things that you can do so students this episode is very specifically for you yeah, well absolutely. i guess anyone it's really for anyone but, but i'm talking to you kids we love our students so yes, like if you, if y'all want to say that this is for you and tell people that like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna discourage you or or be like, no, stop loving us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so this was really on my mind. And I found this website, uh, everywoman.com. And it's a bunch of very uh, intelligent women in the business world that um, it, it basically is like a blog. So I did some research on them and they're credible. Beautiful. But in one article that I read, it says this, the freeze response may manifest in an in, sorry, in, in an, okay. Blech. The freeze response may manifest in an inability to think straight in a high stakes moment, or it may show up as procrastination, mm. an inability to make a decision, or contribute fully in, a fully in a meeting or a class. So I thought this was perfect. I had never thought of procrastination, though, as part of that. Because really it is. It's like you... We tell ourselves that like, oh, I'm lazy or I'm whatever. But what if it's that your brain cannot process that at that moment? And instead of like, like physically freezing, you cannot get to that place to think about what you need to think about. Right, your brain just doesn't work. So it's not my fault. No. <laughs> no. And we, and be. right. We, we like, this is a normal response. Yes. I just, I, I, and I felt this way when we first looked at it it's we can stop being angry at ourselves yes, for these things please. happening because to like a an evidenced degree it's it's not it's not your fault no it's not something you can necessarily control and it's also temporary temporary and potentially manageable correct so this is what we want to tell you mm. kids we want to tell you how to thaw your freeze i, I love that that's another t-shirt I know, I love that one. <laughs> so thaw your freeze. These are some things that you can do. So say you're experiencing, you don't know what to do on the test or you're procrastinating and you know that your brain just isn't working properly. Number one thing that I like to do is a breathing exercise. Yeah. So I really like box breathing, which is where you breathe in for four, hold it for four, breathe out for four, hold it for four, and then repeat that process about five or 10 times. And then you should actually feel your mind calm down a little bit and your heart rate will decrease yeah so if your heart is racing box breathing is excellent yes mm -hmm. um the one that well I, I kind of have two little examples the one that I noticed um because even in the last episode we talked about how so many so much of what we do starts at sudden such an early age and we kind of realize what with children we're teaching them so at my son's he's in judo so at his dojo one of the things that his sensei does is when he feels like the kids are getting a little bit squirrely, 
he gets every kid to stop and they have to breathe in through their nose and out through their mouth and they usually do it two separate times and it's just crazy like anecdotal proof that suddenly the kids are a little bit more focused so I I applied this to things that my psychologist has had me work through in because I have anxiety attacks um, or panic attacks um, where it is really hard to breathe um, and that's where the panic kind of comes Mm -hmm. from is that you get like the numb fingers and your face goes numb because you're actually not getting enough oxygen because your body has become so frozen that you forgot to To breathe breathe. and usually the way out of that is finding breathing and obviously I'm not a psychologist I'm not telling you that in your anxiety attack this is a surefire solution but in those starting points when you can start feeling yourself losing control this is what my psychologist told me to work on and it was this this breathing and it's similar to the box breathing but the number values were a little bit different so mm-hmm. like you would work up to like a breathe in of, of six to eight okay hold and then the breathe out but that the breathe out had to be a super forceful mm. and it was always in through your nose out through your mouth like the breathing in and out through your mouth wasn't wasn't as effective I guess that the breathe in through your nose and out hold through out your through your mouth and then in yoga with um with that that style of breathing it's you breathe in like the belly breath where you actually feel like you feel your belly extend where that that air is directed at your whole body that intake of air and you you choose where that air is going to go and again reset cycle lower heart rate and help help your ability to cope well and the whole point about breathing is Mm -hmm. that you are focusing on your breathing yeah. Right. And you are important enough to take that moment for yourself. Screw what everyone else around you is doing. Or what the squirrels in your brain are doing. Forget. <laughs> and I love squirrels, but those squirrels are, no, forget it and, and breathe because you're like, you're worth it. And yeah. you're worthy of taking that time. And while this is a completely natural thing to happen, it doesn't mean that it's not scary. No. I I used to, when I was younger, I would... I would say I'm breathing in fresh oxygen, you know, oxygen yeah. that's nourishing oxygen, and I would be breathing out the negative gases. Yeah. Right? This is before I was a chemist. Get out of here, carbon right? dioxide. Exactly. <laughs> but, but I, you know, I, that really worked for me. Yeah, I and love then, that. You know, when you are trying to sleep and your mind is just racing? Mm. Um, <laughs> yes. Maybe your parents told you to count sheep. Did you ever hear of counting sheep? I. I would, but, but I'm so not literal, well, or, or very literal that I would literally make up sheep and like count them in my brain, Mm -hmm. but it would stress me out. I didn't like counting sheep either, (laughs) but what I do, if I have my, my mind is racing and I can't sleep, I count my breaths. So I'm like, in is one, out is two. Yeah. In is three, out is four. And I just count to 10 progressively. Yeah. And then eventually I just fall asleep because I'm like, I have to focus, right? But here's another thing that happens. This is the second thing that you can do. It's called noting. Mm. So if during this counting process, you find that your mind is wandering, so you're doing your counting, but you find your mind is wandering, you're just like, oh, I'm just thinking. And then you just let it go. And then you continue counting where you left off. 
You don't even have to start over. Just continue counting where you left You're off. You're interrupting that cycle of overthinking or obsessively right. Obsessively doing something. Because you don't want to get yourself in a situation where you're just thinking more about your thinking. Right? <laughs> yeah. So you're like, oh, I'm thinking this. Why am I thinking this? What caused me to think this? What was the stressor? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. What can I do? How can I not feel this way? Oh, feeling is another thing you can note. Oh, I'm just feeling and then let it go. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you're allowed to feel. Absolutely. And you don't always have to know why you feel a certain way. But feelings are not necessarily facts. So it doesn't mean that you don't feel a certain way, but that whether or not you need to go all in on that particular feeling at that right. time, is, is it, it, maybe it's not the right time. That's right. And, and if you do need to go all in with that feeling, mm-hmm. your, your body will let you do that at a later time, right? Yeah. And, and actually, you should let your body do that. Yes. Right? Try yeah. Just feelings are normal. Yes, so absolutely. acknowledge that you're having them and they will just go away eventually, right? Mm-hmm. The more you ruminate on it, the longer they stay and then the higher your level of stress and anxiety is. Absolutely. Because so. you have to complete the stress response. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So breathing, noting. Mm-hmm. And then another thing is grounding. So if you find yourself very, like, I feel out of control... Grounding is just you You can actually like physically touch yourself like on your belly, mm-hmm. right? Or what are five things that I see? What are five things that I feel? What are three things that I smell? And I'm just throwing this number out here, but um, can you taste anything? One thing that I do with my students if I notice they're feeling anxious in a test is I'll actually give them peppermints because peppermint ah. is known to reduce stress. And then if it's a hard candy, then it also gives them something else to focus on, right? You can, if you chew on it, you can hear the crunching in your head. So yeah. that helps to calm your thoughts. A and that bit. like, ref, like that grounding is really like that, those five senses and like tuning into, because a lot of times that's when you get overwhelmed, I feel like it's, it's a freeze of, of everything, but then we, we, it's hard to separate the focus into the different elements. So five senses as like Jen said what do you see what do you hear what can you taste what do you smell and what can you feel Mm -hmm. so those are some things that you can do like in the moment in the moment yeah Yeah. outside of maybe the moment I think guided meditation is excellent yeah and and Jen recommended an app to me um headspace heads thank you headspace I just like I'm just trying it but I tried the meditation last night and I'm I'm not a person who likes to sit quietly and think because usually I end up like spiraling very much out of control in my thought process. So like these are things I need to work on. But that guided meditation, giving yourself permission to take that time for yourself and and let someone else kind of like guide this calm was, was liberating. I didn't have to worry about it. Someone was telling me what to do. All I had to do was follow instructions. That's right. It was there, in that simplicity was calm. Mm-hmm. That's where I learned about noting. Oh, it was in Headspace through meditation. See, yeah, maybe they'll sponsor us. <laughs> Hear that? Headspace. Headspace costs a lot of money, so we're not oh, recommending right. you get that. But it's worth it if you can afford. Or it. ask for it. it for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a yearly subscription. Anyway, so. The other thing I think meditation does is it give you, like, once you allow yourself to sit quietly and give yourself permission to go through it, it helps train your mind to not be busy all the time. It gives your brain a break from all 
the squirrels that are in it. Yeah. Right. So, and I, and I think the more times that you do that, the, the, the more your mind recognizes that it's possible. And so it helps in the long run as well. Yeah. Yeah. But like it does, that. it does require a little bit of dedication. I do, I do meditation in the morning before I come to school every day. Yeah. Perfect. And it, I think it makes my life better. And then the last thing is uh, practice rain, which I found on, I can't remember where I found that one, but you recognize that either you're feeling or you're thinking, you accept that you're feeling or you're thinking, um, you investigate like, can I do anything about this right now or mm. do I need to deal with it later? If that's the case, you just note and then let it go. So I like that it includes that noting, right? And I think it can be pretty quick. I'm feeling uh, or I'm thinking, I accept that that's happening yeah and don't ruminate on it just be like okay I can move on and deal with this later and if it's a big enough issue we're not saying like don't turtle and like ignore but if it's not something you can deal with in that moment Mm -hmm. it's something that can be put away for later and maybe the later involves a support system or reaching out for help um and that's absolutely okay to do and that's a very normal way to handle those big complex emotions at any age but in those moments where that freeze response where it's difficult it is okay to say i i cannot do that right now that's right yeah okay in closing i just want to share a beautiful excerpt that i found okay so it says in western culture stress is viewed largely as a loss of control Mm-hmm. In Eastern cultures, stress is perceived as an absence of inner peace. Ugh, okay. In this sense, the freeze response is an indication that your well-being needs to be addressed, rather than a personal feeling you approach with self-judgment. This is an important distinction, and it may just be the key to thawing your freeze before it even happens. That is beautiful. It is beautiful. Well, and we, we said it's not, it's not something that we should be demonstrative about in ourselves, but, but phrasing it as that, like, it's you're not supposed to approach with self-judgment, that's right. but that you need to address, address your well-being. Address your well-being. And I think, I think that's the language that I use when I talk to students who are having a hard time, mm-hmm. but I never really thought about the real why behind it. I've used the phrase, well, today is not the day that we're going to do that. Like, if that's the way that you're feeling, we are going to acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. We can't change that right now. So, like, you know what? Maybe for everybody else in class, today's an essay writing day. Not for you. And that is 100% okay. And I think as teachers, yes, it's our job to teach. And, yes, we're in a curriculum and we're on a set schedule. But we're also people. Mm-hmm. And for us to look at our students as earlier versions of ourselves, I have so much, so many times I think about what do I wish an adult in my life would have said to me in those moments? And could I be in a different position now had somebody been that person for me at an earlier age? So mm. that's, I think that's why I love what I do. I love what I do too. Oh, God. Good. (laughs) So, kids, if your mind goes blank, you are not stupid. You're not dumb. You are still smart. 
You're you, still a wonderful person. Yes. You're just experiencing freeze. Yep. And it is going to go away. And that is something that I know that Mrs. Scott and myself are going to be more aware of in assessment situations and classroom situations. And it's um, know that there are at least two people in your life for sure that are, are looking out for that exact response and want to uh, help you through it. That's right. And I know there's many, many other teachers that, that feel the same way. You just have to give them an opportunity Absolutely. to help you out because we are here to help you out. Oh, dang it. That was a, that was a feel good episode. It was feel good. Um, thank you so much for joining us again for this mini episode. Thank you for listening. Take care. Bye. And, and, oh. and something about your well-being. What was the phrase? Um, like the, the last thing that I was yeah. talking about. So address your well-being. Yeah. Instead of feeling bad about it. Instead of judging yourself, address your well-being. Address your well-being. That's right. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.